In he goes, Chaps here, header, goal! This is Views from the Touchline. Welcome back to Views from the Touchline. It's me, Alan Smith, and with me is Billy Rogers. Billy, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, it's a nice, nice Friday. It's, it's chilly outside, man. It's it is cold. Really brisk. Right we got a freezing cold practice today. Really? Hope, not hopefully, I should say. Probably or possibly uh, our last practice of the year, pending on our results in our, our game tomorrow. If we win, we play again on Sunday for the championship, not championship, I should say, the quarterfinals, it's quarterfinals. of ECACs. Yeah. Cool. And then the following week, if we win that on Sunday, we play the semifinals on Saturday and then the finals on Sunday. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you guys. It's been a whole long... You're actually proud? Oh, yeah. That's what do you mean? What do you mean? You think I'd just be like, like, screw you guys, like, you're doing well, whatever, no. So if you guys were expecting, we were supposed to have um, have Raul on the uh, on the podcast this evening, but uh, he, he was getting coffee with Nick over, so they're unable to attend once again. Too much uh, coffee, man. No no worries to them, but they, they, they have promised, Raul actually has promised the viewers of this, the viewers, the listeners of this show, that he will be on the episode I believe it Tuesday I and Friday. I believe it when I see it. I guess we'll, I guess we'll, I think this time Raul will, he'll, he'll follow through with his word. We're going to so, force him here. And then uh, Nick over will, should be scheduled for Friday as well with Raul. You'll have the two, the two graduating seniors from the McDaniel soccer team. And I try getting Tim too, but Tim, I don't know if Tim's a good speaker uh, on, on a podcast. We'll see. I want, we'll see. We, I mean, we need Tim Han to come through though. He's a great guy. I like him, but. I mean, we'll see. Mr. Coward County, Nick Over will be a great one to have on. <laughs> and, my, uh, what's it called? My, my dad was on our Facebook page. Uh, for you guys who follow us on Facebook, you can see that his post today. He actually posted, uh, can't wait to hear uh, oh, Nick wow. Over reflect on his so, on his uh, four years at McDaniel, geez. McDaniel Men's Soccer. Uh, that'd be kind of interesting to see. The expectation uh, is so high now. Exactly, yeah. yeah. We'll see if uh, Aaron Bilby will follow up. Uh, with uh, the success that Nick Over has had. Uh, we'll congrats see. to Nick for being named All-Conference yeah. all the way for a Centennial man. Conference. That's, that's a great achievement for him. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of him. Someday I'll be All-Conference for whatever. Next I, year you'll be All-Conference. I doubt it. It's on you, <laughs> I'll be All-Bench all, all Conference. Hey, you know? it's, it's all you. But what are we, we going to talk about today, Bill? So we have prepared an actual, I wouldn't say actual, but a, a, on a more serious a serious note, um, a, a somewhat of a, you know, I wouldn't say political, but I would say, you know, very... Um, Freedom of speech based uh, episode where that. we're gonna we're gonna explore um, you know I have to talk about something that's actually for my for my m- one of my classes mm-hmm. required so um, I think it's kind of interesting too how um, we kind of do this podcast not for any class any extra credit and yeah. stuff but we're able to use this actually for like a class project so like I'm able to kind of get the aspect of like you know we don't actually use it for class. But like I'm able to kind of it's it's not like nagging for you to get this done. This is like something for you that, that you wanted to talk about in general, not only for this class, but in general as and like you wanted to get that out there. We talked about this thing before, but we haven't necessarily done it in this in this setting in in like this format, you know? Okay. And yeah, that's how I look at it. Like it's it's more of like a enjoyable way of doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. So okay, well, so basically to give you guys a little quick background uh, before I start, uh, this would be mostly me discussing this. Because uh, this is something that's close to my heart, something that I have chosen to partake in. So basically, for my class, uh, we were tasked with um, finding a, a, a cause, uh, a charity, any sort of organization that makes the world a better place in some kind of way. 
Um, and, for, and for my case, I chose a cause that I believe that would make the world a better place. And the cause I chose was taking a knee during the national anthem mm-hmm. uh, during my collegiate soccer games to protest uh, inequality in the United States. Uh, and basically, through nine nine collegiate soccer games, Mike Daniel, uh, this started on Wednesday, September twenty seventh, and the last game I guess was our home game. Oh no, it was a home or away. It was away. Uh, no, it was Juniata. It was. It we, was home at. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was. Yeah, home, November second yeah. against Juniata. So it was nine total games, and it lasted about what month? A month or so? Mm-hmm. In a few days. And uh, actually, I, I, this this coming tomorrow as well too. I'll definitely Good. have a chance to protest again. Good. But um, I actually took a knee during the playing of the national anthem. And uh, I made this decision directly after uh, President Trump made offensive and malicious comments towards many NFL players uh, who chose to take a knee on national television, which has happened, you know, mm-hmm. even year, a year or two before he was elected yeah. as well. And obviously there's no backlash from Obama because, you know, when, when Kaepernick first took a knee, uh, what's his He face? supported him with uh, Obama was still an option. I don't think he, I don't know if he commented on it at all. I don't think he did, but he just... I th- he didn't say he didn't he didn't say anything. Whereas in Trump is you know Trump literally t- had a speech in Alabama and he said, "Wouldn't you love to see one of those NFL owners when somebody disrespects our flag to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now? Out, he's fired." When I heard this thing, line, man, I was just so he's infuriated. I was so infuriated. I, I was just I, I felt as myself who who's half black. I felt so disrespected, mm-hmm. and it's not the fact that like you know that I'm I'm being treated poorly or that you know I'm. I'm not feeling equal to other people. It's mm-hmm. the, the fact that like our own president does not uh, consider these athletes equal to people, to people yeah. or even just like you could a son of a bitch. Yeah. You, you can't, these guys have, have come from nothing to, to literally to everything. Yeah. And, and the fact that he's calling them a son of a bitch, son of a bitch I cannot get behind that. Mm-hmm. And it, it just like, taking a knee for me, it was not a direct result of the way I've been treated. It was more a direct result of you know the people who are related to my ethnicity and my background, the way they've been treating, and mm-hmm. me being able to you know take take a take a side on that and actually express my my disapproval of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I want to say here is that my project, the second part of it, was you have to um, find a, a, a cause that makes the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And I believe I'm making the the world a better place in this case by taking a knee is because I think that you know I have the privilege um, and the the, uh, the opportunity to play college soccer. And you know, every time uh, when you play college soccer, you're obviously representing your college, uh, your family, your friends, because you're obviously you know you're on a broader stage because your game is being live streamed. You yeah. have 100, 200 people at every game, give or take. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so you have a more of a platform where you know people who actually have experienced just police brutality and stuff, um, who who have no money, very poor, and a lot of those guys you see in like Eric Garner, who've who've been murdered by police, mm-hmm. uh, they they obviously did never have this you know ability to protest besides two police and then. You see what happens after yes. that. So, yes. uh, yeah. In this case, I think that with the platform I've been given, um, I'm blessed to be able to say that I can, you know, take a knee for all those who are not as, as fortunate for me as me. Obviously, and like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm sympathetic with like myself and having none of this harsh treatment and stuff. Right. It's just the way I feel and in my opinion, and I just hope that people support me, you know, for that opinion and stuff. And uh, you know, I also want to say too that I think it goes past racial inequality too. Where you look at, you know, we talked about this on our podcast what a month or two ago. Yeah, something like that. When you saw uh, Mega Rapino, yeah, uh, I think last year. She's a uh, white. She's white. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a U.S. citizen. I'm pretty sure she's like from from America. Her whole yeah. family's American. Yes. Um, and she's gay. And she's gay. Yeah. And she actually took a knee during. Um, I mean, if you guys have heard this, our podcast before, you know. But she took a knee during um, one of the U.S. Women's National Team soccer games, 
And uh, you know, after that, the women's national team and the I think the federation in general, mm -hmm. they said that they made a law that basically you were required yeah. to, to stand yeah. if you're representing your country. But uh, you know, I think it's really interesting to see that even someone like Megan Rapinoe, uh, who is gay, mm -hmm. even she, you know, felt like I don't think that she's experienced too much. I mean, I, I don't want to speak for her, but you know, maybe coming up in the sport, being gay and stuff. She may might have uh, less opportunities, or she could have been treated like that, or treated harshly, mm -hmm. where she's not been given uh, the same the same respect that other athletes are who are who are straight. Obviously, female athletes who are straight, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I don't think our president also our president does not um, support uh, gay rights, and just like I think it goes a lot past you know just racial inequality. Uh, I think it goes you know it's if if you're white, black, straight, gay, mm -hmm. transgender, you deserve the same rights. That, that that I have, that you have, Alan. That yes, it, it doesn't matter who you are. I agree. And I think that being an American citizen, living in America, saying you having a passport that says your name, you are granted the right to have your freedom of speech. You can read the Constitution. Those are your rights, right there. Mm -hmm. And I feel sometimes as if, not even myself, but there's so many people on this planet, not this planet, in our country, who don't live those rights every day, and who don't have those chance to to use those rights in the way they want to. So that's that's my spiel, on making the world a better place. I understand um, that. I want to hear your your thoughts. You know, get a little. A little discussion going here where okay. I can, I'm going to share this with my class as well, too. Hopefully, they'll, they'll listen to this. So, you know, if you have any uh, any questions, obviously, I think you might want to – I'm open, I open mean, asking you. I supported, I supported you from day one with when you did this. I don't know. Maybe maybe I didn't tell you that, but when I saw it, I was like, you know, that's my that's my really good friend that's out there, and he's protesting, pro protesting our right for, for, uh, for his – for his cause, for what he wants to stand up for, and I really respected you for doing that and, and sort of taking that leap and doing that. And it's it's a good thing that I saw. I think it was cool to see too. I was I was the only person on my team doing it. Like, right. For for nine games straight, it was you know it's it was tough. I'll be honest, like it was tough to be able to you know every game have to worry about people looking at me differently because I'm the one person on my team who was choosing to do that. And you know it was it was never like I wanted to stop. And there was actually there was one game uh, in the middle of this protest where I actually chose to stand. It was I mean, think two days after the Las Vegas shooting, where you know I think with the amount of people who got, who who were innocently killed, just mercifully, yeah. Oh, can't talk enough about it. That you know I just saw that as an opportunity to show that even though I'm taking a knee, I still am. Uh, I I feel like I'm in in that state of solidarity mm -hmm. where I'm able to you know. Um, connect with those with, yeah. with that section I with, I as a yeah. whole make everyone feel as one as and connected as a whole at that moment I know exactly. what you're trying to say yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm with, and especially the fact that like it was a country concert so you know not stereotypically but you know through through statistics and stuff you, most of most concert goers at country music festival are most likely white I can, I can white yeah, in America so you know that, yeah who are similar to our president who's white and American and you know I think that me standing for that after the Las Vegas shooting was me uh, trying to basically say that you know I do support everyone in this country uh, if you lose a life I support you mm -hmm. but it's just after that though I went back to you know You're I me. don't support Trump mm -hmm. don't support his comments and you know some people say well, it's not related but I think it, every way it's related because you know the, the American flag and the national anthem that is directly related to our president, like, because that's like the one way your closest interaction with, you know, a, a thing of power or you know of, of violating that that power is by taking a knee to the national anthem. Mm -hmm. uh, for for me as an athlete, I don't know for anyone else, but for me, I'm not going to see Trump on the street and say, "Hey, f you, man," or yeah, well, "Hey, I don't agree with you." I'm yeah, not going to say that. Right. And the thing is, you're part of an association of being an, an NCA athlete that, as you said, it's a broader stage that people can see this from other schools, from our school. From from the internet, they can, and I'm surprised that no one's really reached out and just said anything to you from any like from any aspect of maybe McDaniel Sports. 
contacting you and be like, hey, Billy, can we have you and have you on and sort of talk about this and make an article about it? But I mean, I guess it's not. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where I kind of was. I wasn't fortunate. I, w- I wasn't a what's the word? Um, I wasn't you weren't lucky enough. Yeah, but also at the same time, though, is I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. Right. No, you know, I, got that. I wanted to protest in my own way, but at the same time, I didn't want it to you be don't you know, flaunt it. headline news. Yeah, you don't want to flaunt it. And, because I think yeah. it's something that I support, something that I want people to know that I support, but I don't want it to be like, you know, like with Trump, where he's at this point, you know, coming and tweeting at me saying, hey, get this, get the son of a bitch off the Medellin soccer field yeah, he's yeah. taking the knee. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I even, you're talking about feedback and stuff, I even actually received support from my coach. That's awesome. Uh, he called me into his office, uh, I want to say, after that happened for the first the first game, so on that September twenty seventh, I want to let me check real quick. But uh, what did he say to you? What did he say? Initially? Yeah, September twenty seventh. Initially, what did he say? Did uh, you tell him before? Did you tell? No. Him? So actually, what happened was, you know, uh, I'm I'm humble enough to where the game was starting, and I had planned this, you know, three or four days ahead. I talked to Raul, uh, who was the captain of our team. I talked to Tim Han, uh-huh. who's the senior on the team, also two of my good friends who are leaders in the team. Right. And I came to them first, and I said, "Hey guys, like I'm really thinking about doing this. It means a lot to me." Like. What do you guys think about it and stuff? And they said, yeah, of course, it's your it's your choice. Uh, we stand, I mean, we'll, we're obviously going to stand still, but, you know, it's, it's your choice to do what you want to do and support whatever you support. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually went, and, and they agree with that. And then going from there, um, I was kind of hesitant to talk to coach and tell him I was going to do it. Uh, but, you know, I actually, minutes before the game, we're going to the locker room, and me and him were the last people walking into the locker room. And I looked at him, and I was about to tell him, and then I realized, like, you know, just no, calm just down. Let, just let the be, game go. Be, be, be the bigger man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I wanted to kind of, uh, focus on the game and right. not, not have that thought enter his head yeah. and that's where like he kind of was like oh I appreciate that it's very humble of you um, and then actually after that he kind of said hey like everyone here supports you and uh, you know he asked me why I did it I, I quickly told him why uh, and then he kind of went on to just uh, voice his support for the program and he said that I have my own choice my own domain to do whatever I want to do mm-hmm. in terms of stand or take a knee or you know uh, in, in that in that in that kind of in that kind of way and he also gave me the chance to speak in front of my teammates mm-hmm. at practice a few hours later so I actually got up in front of my whole team and, and yeah. told him all about has it. Has he ever experienced anything like that at first hand? Does he know? Did he ever? Did you talk to him about that? You know, it was it was more of a brief conversation. It was a brief conversation okay. where it wasn't there wasn't too much about you know his experience with that. But I mean, I can I can honestly look at it though in terms of. Uh, we'll, we'll tie you in here, but we'll tie you into this yeah. discussion where, yeah. you know, you look at someone uh, who comes from a different country yeah. where, you know, they come to America and there's been so so many different examples uh, in, in history you're, of you're immigrants right. coming to America and not receiving those same rights that, you know, because they're, obviously they're not American citizens at first, but once they are legally American citizens, they are in, in, are in, entitled to their, their those rights of that course. we all receive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you look at him and maybe it is a background of, you know, maybe that some schools wouldn't be interested in hiring a coach who is of so, I mean, from 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 England, from Britain, from Britain, yeah. who's foreign, and uh, yeah. But let's tie you in here. We're obviously your your background. Yeah, you're, you're, Bosnian, is, back, you're from Bosnia, Bosnia and Serbia. Sort yeah, of and mainstream. there's there's been that you know whole. I wouldn't say power struggle, but there's been a lot of conflict within yeah. with, within that whole in, area. So yeah, talk there about always that. be yeah. there's no well, and it's called the um, it's the Balkan Civil War. You can necessarily necessarily call it with the the different religion. Struggles between Croatians, Serbians, Bosnians, Albanians, and Kosovo, and Montenegrins, and it's necessarily that's what drew people apart. Necessarily, one guy believes in one thing, another guy believes in another thing, and these were different like prime ministers that were sort of struggling in in the, in the highest highest form of government, their mm-hmm. government, and that's what split everyone apart. And uh, Milosevic. Um, was the guy that necessarily started the whole thing and started telling 
them t- telling all the, uh, I think, Croatians to kill all the Serbians and all these things. And in Bosnia, it, it was, it's a terrible thing. It's a it's such a bad thing. And, I mean, you see, you saw it in a soccer game once where um, in Serbia where there was a drone being flown over and, and Serbia was playing Albania and it had an Albanian nationalist flag that was on the drone and it started a riot because oh my God. that was literally shown like like they're telling Albanians were telling Serbians like Serbia doesn't exist it's only this was Albania's land this isn't this isn't Serbia's land and just started literally causing a ruckus between all the people between the Albanians and Serbians and you saw this in, in basketball too and I don't know which player it was, but someone I think brought out a Yugoslavian flag at some point, I think, or a Serbian flag, and the player took it and just, like literally just threw it. Wow. Yeah. So there's been a lot of things like that. Well, talk talk to me too about um, equality. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you feel as if you know, or do you have examples uh, in the history of your family coming to coming to the states where they mm-hmm. become citizens? Do you think they've experienced you know any equality for being you know from Europe or do you, from being from a different race than being you know a full American? Right. I mean, my mom coming here. Well, th- back then or in the '90s, it was considered still considered Yugoslavia, and her firsthand experience, she really didn't face anything necessarily too much of a struggle, as in like a like her being religious. She's not necessarily the most religious person. She is Muslim. That's the, that's one thing. But she never really shared that with anyone because she was more worried about what was happening with her sister and her mother and her father over back in Serbia, in Bosnia because my grandfather was actually like a general in the Yugoslavian army at that point and he actually was executed by Croatians. Wow. So it, it's, a very, it's a very tense thing for my mom to talk about. But I've never really sort of gotten to that stage where I'll talk about it with my mom and be like, hey, like, why do they do this? Why do they do this? Because it's it can switch. It's The story switches every single moment when you talk to different people from different nations. Because when I'm in Croatia, I can't tell I can't say, my mom can't say her last name because necessarily people don't, like, people might, might know. Because my mom said that my dad, my grandfather was a uh, cult hero of Bosnia and Serbia for what he did. Because he... Before he was executed, he brought out all the kids and told the kids to go out and back to their families. He made sure every kid got to their family, and then he went back to base. And what happened was these Croatian, um, these Croatian, Croatian sh- soldiers started like going into their base, my grandfather's base, and they started like throwing grenades. Apparently, they started throwing grenades in the bunk in the in, in the bunkers. In the yeah. bunkers. And there there was like these guys, these soldiers around him. Like apparently, my grandfather. They they threw a grenade in his bunker and he apparently sat uh, like stood over the bunk like stood, stood got on top of the got grenade, grenade yeah. and it went off and he wasn't dead at that point and then apparently the Croatians dragged him out and executed, executed him. him yeah so it's a very tense thing to talk about oh, and I mean definitely a yeah, very yeah. graphic but too yeah going back to my mom really honestly never really encountered anything like that because she was more focused on her well being and her family's well being but I'm sure if she were to vocalize her being a Muslim in the 90s and necessarily that stuff happening and then I mean in 2001 and all that stuff and sort of her being more open to practice the Muslim religion but yeah look at look at those sorry for interrupting look at no, those yeah. look at those social stereotypes where you know uh, you have that fear of seeing Muslim people in public where right. you know especially on a plane like hijab, with hijabs and yeah with, with hijabs yeah where yeah. you know uh, I think we actually had a big discussion uh, in one of my classes yeah. last year where we had a whole uh, I wrote a paper on it where um, we talk about the uncertainty that wearing a hijab creates nowadays, yeah. given what's happened. Um, I think it's unfair because, you know, I think people have the right to, you know, support Express, their religion. Yeah. Obviously, you know, given what happens and stuff, 
um, with with uh, modern modern uh, terrorism, I think that it definitely does create uncertainty mm-hmm. and it does create some fear. But you know, I think like that's like with with America, we always say that how we must we you you defy terrorism by not living in fear. Exactly, and, and that's you know what that's the thing I hear not here, but I remember over and over again. I go to New York City, you know, I go to a concert. I always think in my head, you know, you you defy terrorism by you, you don't live in fear because mm-hmm. the the intent of terrorism is to create fear and to create right. terror. I agree. So with like that, yeah. you know, I think that. If your mom, I will pose you a question. Do you think if your if your mom were to wear a hijab, people would look? At I her think it would be different. Yeah, yeah, it would be. And I th- I feel like she would even have a tougher time. She would have had a tough time getting into the United States at that point in the nineties. In terms of, and also think about nowadays though. In terms of, you know, people treat uh, not treating, considering her equal to them. Right. Like no, if, yeah. if, you, if you were to see her on the street and, and see her with a hijab, yeah, it, would they could? Oh my God! Like just her eyes or her face. Right. Like, it just. It, it, I think it would cause a little bit of a stir. I mean, I think some of my friends. I, as at first, I think if I were to introduce you to my mom and she was wearing, I mean, it would be some sort of like, a, you had to stand back and be like, all right, like, she's a very, she practices, she practices the Muslim religion, et cetera, et cetera. But um, in general, I think there would be a different approach to her personally if she were to wear a hijab. So that's my outlook on it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to uh, also, you, you brought this example to me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually played uh, Albright, Albright College. Yeah. Uh, you you told me the story of an Albright player. Can you tell us tell the listeners yeah, so, uh, the story of this? This is Albright College. This, yes, it's in, Albright College. It's in this, Reading, Pennsylvania. Yes, yeah. it's around there. So this is on USA Today, and uh, the quarterback D- Guyre Durante um, is a backup quarterback for Division Three Albright College. He was kicked off. He was kicked off the team after kneeling during the national anthem for the second week in a row. So the university acknowledged the decision in a statement. At some point, uh, yeah. So at some point in life, there's going to be a time when you and you have to take a stand, Durante told the TV station. For me, it just happened to be on that Saturday afternoon. That's what he said. Those were his words. So, I mean... That's, you know, that's a, a crazy example to me to, yeah. to hear because we actually played against Albright and at Albright, and the call was just less than two hours away from us. Yeah. And, you know, I think even going further up up north in Pennsylvania, it's more liberal. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would I was kind of surprised to hear the fact that he got kicked off the team. And I can't imagine, you know, what kind of... If I were to be kicked off, you know, for vocalizing my opinion, mm-hmm. I would have, or, 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 you know, for if you're having a different opinion, I would have, I can't imagine, you know, how I would feel right now. I feel now. like your family would necessarily, well, your fa- also your father having some sort of relation to the university was sort of said something to the board. Oh, what yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. yeah so what would you say? I mean, not to bring that in, just to Oh, no, of, yeah, just no, to yeah, of, but, you know, I think that, um, you know, just being having him with that relationship it makes it that much better and right. you know having a positive relationship with my coach as well right. uh, made it more for a smooth you know transition uh, into you doing it yeah exactly yeah. so I think like that's why he was able to support me because you know we've we've been friends uh, I wouldn't say friends but you know I've been his, his player for I guess the third year now too so yeah. I, I just I'm shocked by hearing this just because of how close in yeah. the vicinity Albright is do you think this was this happened because of the do you think it was the coach's decision? Do you think it was the university, the the board's decision? Uh, it was, it was had, like, to be, had to be the university because yeah. you know I think that um, the coach is not responsible for because mm-hmm. was he kicked out of the school or was he just kicked off the team? He was kicked off the team. Okay, so yeah, he was I think off the team. it was probably then you know the coach maybe disapproved of it and he took it to the university and they said hey don't make it any more of a deal, big deal, and you know just they 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 choose to cut it loose there and they stop it from happening anymore. Right. You know, I think the one time I saw someone else kneeing was we played against. I want to say it might have been Gettysburg at home, and their uh, backup goalie ended up taking a knee as well. Mm-hmm. While I was doing the sideline, also, and you know, I think that 
it was great to see that because it was the one game where I de- definitely felt like you know connected with him. connected with someone who who felt the same way as I did. Good. And he was also he was actually um, I'm pretty sure he was of a Middle Eastern background. Interesting. I okay. don't think he was. I'm not sure if he's Muslim or mm-hmm. what he was, but mm-hmm. he was of, of Middle Eastern background. Okay. And he he actually took That's a awesome. knee, which is cool to see. Uh, like I said, that that kind of example of you know it goes past just that racial right. inequality it could go through religious right. inequality or yeah. And I saw um, people tweeting about it too, and. I mean, people were saying, people had negative, obviously negative comments about it and saying, like, all right, like, I remember, like, taking a stand during my measly D3 competitions, et cetera, which is sort of, like, sort of childish to say, don't you think? Don't you, like, you're, you're sort of taking a shot at something, like, all right, big deal, so what? It's still a bigger stand. That's, like, my thing of the, the platform. Right. Because yeah. that, that's the biggest platform I'll ever have. Minus if I become you know famous or if I somehow all of a sudden get three hundred thousand followers. Yeah. But right now the biggest platform I have to express my opinion is in a, in a soccer game, a D three soccer game. Because you're not you're not doing it on like a Thursday beer league. You're doing it for under under the NCAA. You're doing it with that involvement and being there and being in a structured environment. So yeah, you're you're the, this is the biggest platform you can sort of for now that you can express that opinion. Exactly. So what what are you gonna do? To go forward with this, what, so, what is so, your yeah. moving forward? Like, um, I mean, we like I said, we have one more game obviously coming up tomorrow, right? Where I definitely will obviously continue my protest in any games you know that go through towards the end of the season. And I just think that you know I will look forward to uh, just looking at the president and how he behaves coming up after the season. And obviously, I'll make a choice because I I still have one more year of college collegiate soccer, and uh, you know I think that. It really depends. Come because there also could be so much that happens from now until next season. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can imagine the yeah. political landscape of America right now. Once the season's over, I think they're going to sort of step back, and the board of the NFL, et cetera, will probably do the same approach that they did for the MLS and the U.S. Soccer Federation. Don't yeah, you think? so you'll see yeah. you'll see those issues either be resolved or get worse. Right, and I think based on you know. I, I'm not too much of I don't want this to be a thing of where like the one reason I'm kneeling is because these NFL players are kneeling like if they stop kneeling and I still feel as if I'm I, I, I people are not being treated equally by right. our president right. by our, the leader of our country then obviously like I still will take a knee mm-hmm. it just comes down to of me evaluating the treatment of people uh, who, who I feel aren't being treated fairly or equally and once I see that to improve by our president where you know I'm not logging on to Twitter every other day and seeing uh, Trump call someone a son of a bitch where I'm seeing Trump tell an NFL player to stand yeah. where I'm seeing Trump say he wants to grab a lady by her by her yeah. crotch area whatever yeah. he said about that and that's it's just unheard of to have a president say things like that and I, I just once again I can't support that I, I can understand yeah, so that. Like, you, like you asked to answer your question moving forward it's just evaluation mm-hmm. and then I consider I consider what I've evaluated and then each time I have the opportunity to either stand or kneel I will you know consider mm-hmm. that evaluation and I think that um I have there's the idea of linking arms too, where I think that for me standing, it will take it take a lot, a lot of strength, obviously, because mm-hmm. you know it's something I haven't done in one out of the last ten games, mm-hmm. soccer games. Which does is anyone about, put their hand on you like when you're kneeling? Does anyone put your hand you, their hand on? Your not not that, but I've actually a few of my for guys that right, has happened. And they've honestly patted me on the back and said, "Hey, I support what you're doing." Okay. Or like they've shook my hand and said, "Like I, that, I I appreciate that." And that that meant a ton to me, you know. Just even the fact that my teammates saw that and had the courage to come up and say, "Hey," even though they weren't taking a knee, they they even said that like, I support what you're doing, mm-hmm. and like, that's why I think it's so awesome being at a liberal arts school. You have you know the the option to express your opinions and to learn like this. Where I've even sat in my class and talked to one of my professors about this for you know two my advisor and this guy from not this guy my professor for this uh, for this project as well. Cool. Uh, we actually talked about it for. Surprised you didn't ask him to come on. Half an hour. Oh yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I can see you get. I'll get slayed on this eventually. I'm he's, sure. He, he, you know, he, he loves to talk, but uh, 
we'll, we'll see if he wants to come on eventually. But yeah, we we actually sat down and talked. Me, awesome. me, Grayson, and Slade. And uh, yeah, but yeah, I think that's why like, you asked like moving forward. Mm-hmm. That's just what's coming next. So. I'm excited to. I'm well. I'm interested to see what you're gonna do for the next next upcoming years. You know. Okay, well, let's let's wrap that discussion up. Um, you know, I think that was actually pretty pretty good. But uh, you know, if you guys are listening to this and you like this, um, I think that uh, this was for my project, obviously, so I had to do it. Right. Um, where I hope you guys, you know, can enjoy this discussion. And you know, uh, our podcast is not meant to be political. Yeah. It's meant to be soccer related. And you know, I think that uh, I did this uh, in a soccer related way. Yeah. Where I, you know, I use my my uh, sport, my yeah. yeah, playing for a, a soccer team, obviously. Yeah. And uh, you know. I always want to make sure that our podcast goes back to soccer and, you know, really to soccer in some way because we're not a political podcast. Yeah, we're not. We're yeah. not a religious podcast. No, I mean, no, no, we're no. a soccer podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think I mean, that we still are in the grammar of that with this. Mm-hmm. So, I hope that, hope that if you guys like this, obviously, I'd love to sit down and have discussions yeah. with you about, honestly, anything yeah. as long as it's somewhat soccer related. Yeah, hey guys, just stay tuned. I mean, we're going to tie this in with all the soccer stuff that's happening recently, too, with Patrice Evra. The incident and then Marseille banning him and all that stuff. So yeah, so we'll get into, yeah, we'll get into the details. Talk, yeah, let's talk about it right now. Um, what's it called? Uh, so basically, for you guys who are listening, you have not heard. I want to say this was probably last week. Last week uh, in a Europa League. Yeah, Europa League or mm-hmm. UEFA? No, UEFA Champions League. Mm-hmm. Do you know what which uh, it was? Yeah, I'm, Europa League. Euros game. Europa League. Yeah. Yeah, uh, June thirtieth. What's it called? June thirtieth. Oh no! Okay, that was suspending to one. Uh, so basically, Evra uh, during the warm up of a Europa League game, he actually uh, it was on November second. Um, there was a fan uh, or a supporter, I guess, who was on the side of the pitch, and uh, he was, you know, as you as you read, he was racially or racially abusing him, or just you know be, right. being being rude to him, be abusing him. And Evra reacted, and he actually kicked him. Uh, yeah, I saw it as well, uh, and he actually kicked him uh, in the head. Uh, kicked the fan pretty in the impressive. Head. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, it's obviously, not a good uh, thing to do. But, yeah, if, I mean, if he guys, was getting heckled. He was getting heckled racially. Yeah, so. yeah. If, so you, I mean, if you know, if you know Patrice Ever, he's also he's uh, he's black. Yes. Well, he's of he's of color. He's of color. Yeah. And uh, you know, even in Europe, you have you have racism within within soccer, and you know, it's not like at the extent of it uh, where it's being debated in in uh, the way it is in America and being protested, but you know, it still is. It's a huge thing where race has become such an issue in soccer too. So, you know, um, he also, uh, after this, though, uh, UEFA suspended, this is the governing body of soccer right. in, in, uh, in, in Europe. They suspended him from European club competition until June 30th, 2018. So it's eight months, right? For this was, yeah, around eight months. And this was actually for aiming the kick, though. So, I mean, I, I, I agree with, you know, suspending him because, you know, you can't kick you a can fan. You can't kick a fan, yeah. Because you've seen so many in- yeah, instances of racism in soccer where, you know, People have responded correctly, right? And like, Danny Alves, the Danny Alves situation that we that I was going to say was yeah, you were going to say that. So he was taking a corner and uh, opposing fan, opposing uh, opposing team fan, uh, threw a banana at him, and he just picked it up. That's like the monkey thing, right? The mo- yeah, it was a monkey sort of chant. So the opposing team fan threw a banana at him at Danny Alves, and Danny Alves just calmly picked it up, ate the banana, and just threw it away. He he took it as all right. If you're going to heckle me, I'm just going to take advantage of that and just. Sort of throw it right back in your face and just take, take. He's he basically eating what you're eating their words and exactly. Just take well, one of my favorites. I think you've probably seen this. Was have you seen the Kevin's uh, Kevin Prince Boateng one where uh, he played for AC Milan? Oh yeah, he just and, he like picked he up walked the ball. off and he, he no he, yeah he walked he picked it picked the ball up punted in the stands and he walked off the field yeah and then the rest of AC Milan his team followed him off because yeah. they didn't stand for you know being racially abused they were look, all look at Balotelli too yeah uh, who who uh, I think it's interesting to look at Italy uh, a country where you know soccer has been predominantly you mm-hmm. know just that that people who are of Italian descent yeah. but the, there's the yeah but yeah you're right continue and, and yeah I think. Yeah. Uh, 
that example of Mary Balotelli, who's who's from Africa originally and who moved to Italy and who has who was adopted, right? Or was he just moved there? He was adopted. Yeah, he's adopted. He was adopted. He has Italian parents. Where he's that literally probably the only single person of African descent in the Italian national team, mm-hmm. which I think it's very interesting to think, see the way he responds. Yeah, I think there are more coming up through the ranks too. Hopefully, yeah, because yeah. I, I think he's like, an inspiration to the to the just younger. like yeah, just like Kevin Prince Boateng, yeah. who, who played in Italy at the time and he defied racism. Mm-hmm. Where I think that you know it's great to see that because you know like like I said, where you you go back to to my. Uh, to my whole uh, protest thing where you know I think that the way you beat racism is by defying it the way you beat inequality you defy inequality the way you beat gender stereotypes you defy it you mm-hmm. defy it you defy it you keep defying it and that's that's how you get more people to follow you too of course so that's how you look now you said more Itali- young Italians coming up through the ranks yeah, of color of, of yeah, color exactly yeah. because of Balotelli he's gone through so much and obviously he's not the greatest player of all time but you know he'll make way for some, some fantastic players who can yeah. you know follow in his footsteps mm-hmm. so I mean I really enjoyed talking about this today. I mean, yeah, it was definitely. a really good podcast. I mean, I know it's not necess- it's not totally soccer related, but it was something that I wanted to talk about with you, but we never really had the time to because you were either at practice and all this stuff and then this is our soccer podcast, not our as you said political religious whatever so yeah yeah but i think like we can definitely as long as we tie in soccer in some little way mm-hmm. it does work and it does make sense and it's very interesting mm-hmm. so i mean like it's some, not something we should shy away from yeah so i think like if 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 you guys are listening and you honestly do enjoy you know hearing us talk obviously one you're welcome to join in, in to talk because we obviously like like in this whole platform of free speech we're more than welcome to hear opinions obviously i'll, I'll definitely receive uh, some opinions from you know my my protest because it's controversial so i definitely want to hear it and have I you was, had any negative comments towards you actually uh, not yet the only kind of negative feedback in any way i've received was um you know i've had people um one or two of my teammates take a kind of a slight jab at me in a, in a joking manner or they'll be like i'll be like i'm i'll be taking uh i need to tie my shoe or something like that and be like Oh, Billy, the national anthem's not playing. Like, get up or something like that. Yeah, like, just I mean, you know, taking. And a, it's all maturity. Yeah, thing. exactly. Just a little immature, you know, poke at me. So I don't really take too much into that. It's it's not telling me to fucking yeah. stand up right away. Yeah, or anything, was, but yeah, I was just curious because I wanted to see. Oh if, yeah, of course. If that was a thing that was happening to you or not. So yeah, I mean, this was a great podcast. I feel yeah. that we, we okay. Well, let's get out of the library. They're probably up our hair again. Sorry yeah. for that. Sorry for that slight interruption. Uh, three seconds. He kind of butted yeah, in. Yeah, we'll probably edit that out. I'll, I'll cut that out. <laughs> so if you guys listen to this, you have no idea what happened. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but if if it doesn't work, then I'll keep it in. Whatever. It'll be kind of you'll It'll see our, our natural studio environment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But obviously, we'll be back next Tuesday. Uh, with let's get hopefully with with Raul, <laughs> we'll see if he uh, comes on this time, and uh, there'll be some international fixtures this weekend for you guys to watch. Yes, so Portugal USA I think is coming up soon. That's either this week or this weekend or next next week coming up. up. Yeah, yeah, so we'll talk about that. All the young players who start to play and the new FIFA World Cup ball. World Cup ball. Uh, I think there's actually actually um, some what's it called? Some World Cup qualifiers left as well. Yep. And uh, we just saw in the news Hope Solo. Uh, accused set bladder of you sexual, know, assault. sexual assault as well so we'll have some more stuff to come back at you uh, on Tuesday with so yep. we'll see you guys then see you guys